0: Or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: On this week's episode in Her Space, I'm aligned with my inevitable outcome, letting me know that this outcome that I am manifesting, it's here, it's available to me, and it's inevitable. And I'm aligned with that. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year.
0: Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist,
1: and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, Please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be.
0: Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Our quote of the day, whatever you're thinking about is literally like planning a future event. When you're worrying, you are planning. When you're appreciating, you are planning. What are you planning? This quote comes to us from Abraham Hicks. That question: What are you planning? I'm always planning.
1: Yeah, always,
0: girl. <laughs> so girl. What about you, t- like let's, you know, let's just go for it, right? yes. Like, yes. When we talk about planning, her space is planning mm. takes planning, right? Here we are, middle of November of 2020. One, this is not how I envisioned the middle of November of 2020, right? Two, well, and it's kind of like an offshoot of one. Literally two years ago, when we were planning out and recording our first couple of episodes for this mm-hmm. podcast, this is not what I envisioned. Nah. And when I say this, speaking of the podcast, what do you think I'm referring to?
1: Oh, when you say this, I'm just thinking like the state of the world, where we're at, what our big milestones are that we're going to share today. You just gave me a whole list of things I'm thinking about <laughs> as you say that. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> well, I think it like the milestones, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I flash back to those conversations, because when I literally pause and flashback, I think back to like October, November, December, 2018, when we had made the decision that, yes, we are going to dive in and we are going to start this podcast. You know, we're going to figure it out. And that we're going to figure it out was kind of like, we don't know what the hell we're doing.
1: Can I tell you something though, Dom, when you said that, I had this, I'm thinking about the topic we're going to talk about today, right? And lady, let us know if this resonates with you. What I thought about Dom is that the HerSpace podcast, right? We're going to talk about these milestones and these success metrics that we've hit. But when I think about what we've done with this platform, this brand, this global podcast, this is probably one of the most impactful endeavors that I've had in life to date. and. It's one of the, I want to say, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. If I say it in a weird way and it doesn't make sense, let me know. But it's one of the, I want to say the paths of least resistance, if that makes sense. So it's like, it's been such a monumental thing in my life. And I'm sure we get feedback from you ladies. So I'm going to say in the lives of others, but although it took work. Okay. So let's just say this. i you know, done had other endeavors and I worked so hard for them. Like I worked really hard. I had these success metrics and I was like trying to force what I wanted. But I feel like this was such an easeful, That I don't even know if easeful is a word, Dom, you might have to let me know. It was such an easeful journey. And what I mean by that is we were so committed to our mission. Yeah, we wanted to be successful, but we weren't saying like, oh, we want to get a million. We want to do this. We want to do that. It was just more so what is our mission? And I realized I never really felt like, there was something impossible. You know, sometimes we have our own little situations which we're going to talk about today and you feel a little fearful. You feel like you're you're doubting yourself. I feel like whenever we, either of us came up with an idea of what we're going to do, even though it was outside of our comfort zone, like doing a live, doing a live event, it was never a question of, oh, we can't do that. It was like, all right, how are we going to do this? So I feel like the energy we had in creating this is really the epitome of the conversation we're going to have today. If that makes any sense. I felt like that was so weirdly worded, but like, I hope you catch the vibe.
0: It makes perfect sense to me. And I think part of why it makes perfect sense to me is because we sync really well, right? And I agree that this has probably been one of the most seamless. And I say seamless in terms of, yes, we've hit like bumps in the road in terms Mm -hmm. of trying to navigate getting things done. But this process of, Putting our podcast together has been, yeah, I think one of those times where I have experienced like the least amount of fear Mm. in regards to like achieving something, right? I think part of what it is, is that in this particular journey, one, I'm sharing it with Mm. you, right? So one, we're literally like hand in hand. Co parenting this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And neither of us had podcasting experience coming into this. Now, I will own that, <laughs> Terry, with you being a techie, you have definitely taken the reins on a, the technical aspects of making the podcast work. But I know that that's why this partnership works so well. Right, Mm -hmm. because we complement each other, and we are both bringing our strengths to the table, Mm -hmm. and both able to work well with one another because we're also coming like from a place of love. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I would agree with that, and I think going back to what you said about one. Let me just say, Dom, you've come a long way too as far as technology. Okay, I didn't (laughs) see you behind the scenes doing stuff. So I'm proud of you, girl. But I will say, going back to what you said, we talked about this in our first episode, right? Where we were like, remember when we met one randomly kind of like at a conference and then we ended up meeting up a couple months down the line and we were at that restaurant and we just had that really good talk and it was just It's so crazy when you look back on those moments in time and you just think like, wow, who knew that we were. I'm going to use air quotes. I mean, making history. I don't know if we made history yet, but like who knows? We were like making history at that at that meeting. You know what I mean? Or like just creating this thing that would just really catapult our lives and the lives of the you know ladies that listen. And I just think back to how we just had this one goal and we were like, we want to do something for black women. We don't know right. how we're going to do it. And we were coming up with different ideas and like, oh, we could do this. I don't even remember it. I probably have it in a notebook somewhere, but I don't remember any other ideas. I just remember us both leaving at the end of that, we probably met for a couple of hours, right? At the end yeah. of that meeting, just like, okay, we're going to do a podcast. How are we going to do it? I don't know. We're going to do research online. We're going to go to Google. We don't know, but we're going to figure it out. And the crazy thing about it is who knew back then that We needed this so bad for us and our community. Because when you think about how, you know, we're talking about 2018 when we were really like planning because we recorded episodes early and then we had them scheduled for the 2019 new year because we just wanted to make sure we had something in the vault before we really just went out into the world because we're so busy. And when you think about some of the things I know that I experienced personally in 2019, I was like the podcast was so healing for me. Like I needed this place. Right. I Mm -hmm. think about. 2020 in the wild wild west of 2020 and how you know i think about just off the top Rihanna taylor george floyd all the other black people that have been you know impacted murdered whatever it might have been but having this space for our community where we could promote hope and good vibes and education and just this thing that we've created right who knew that we would have needed this right Exactly.
0: Yes. I think about some of the things that like, yeah, and we'll talk about this too later in the episode of like some of the things that like I dealt with in 2019 and coming into 2020. But also just thinking about the plans that as we were coming off of 2019, the plans that we had for 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The, The plans for the podcast of like, We would be hosting all of these live events and we were planning to attend multiple festivals or conferences. Right. And then also thinking about having our own live like conference. We had vision for all of these things, ways in which we wanted to get our community together in person. Mm -hmm. And 2020 said, nah, player."
1: Sorry, Mm -hmm. sis.
0: That ain't for you this year. Not today. Not today. Yes. But here we are. And can I just share like our first big milestone? Can I just drop that? Yes,
1: do it. Drop it down. Drop it. Drop it like it's hot.
0: Thank you, ladies, so much. We have over 1 million unique downloads. 1 million. And that is thanks to you, lady. And you and you and you and you. Yes. When I think back, you know, because I think part of this episode is also like us kind of like just thinking about that process. Right. Mm -hmm. When I think back again to those first few episodes and when we were building up the podcast. I remember thinking like, okay, and not just thinking, but us having a conversation of like, all right, well, we're not going to pay attention to the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. We're just going to do it. And clearly we look at numbers, right? We do. We do. (laughs) Don't let anybody tell you that they don't. We, We do. We don't let that stop us from doing the work though, right? Like We don't let that affect us in a negative way. Because if we would have let it affect us in a negative way, like literally, I remember our first couple of episodes, like Mm -hmm. I was sharing with like friends and family because I'm like, well, friends and family, we're going to get we're going to get y'all to listen. And that's going to get us some a few downloads here and there. Right. Within that first month, I think we only I don't even know if we had 500 downloads for four episodes in that first month. It was something small compared to what we're doing now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, like now we're at a place where we get like a hundred downloads in a couple of hours. But literally, that's what we would have for one episode for the entire month. And if we let that initial progress dictate how we would move forward, lady, you would not be listening to us right now.
1: Hmm. and I think it's important to also say like as a podcast I don't know lady you may have a podcast maybe you don't but like for us the number that milestone is important one because when you start a journey and you don't know what you're doing and you sort of just like stumble upon
0: T. okay I'm not trying to interrupt the show but I had this random idea I want to share with you and I don't want to forget it tell me tell me what is it okay So, you know how at the start of every new year, birthday, new moon, anniversary, new month, new anything, people find themselves wanting to have a reset, but they're not sure where to start. Mm -hmm,
1: I sure do. What are you thinking?
0: What if we hosted a workshop where we could interact with our listeners to talk about stuff like self-care and self-love?
1: OMG! And we could even have a session about manifestation, leaving toxic relationships, and becoming our best selves. Girl, I am so excited. I'm sold. We could call it the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. Yes!
0: Yes, that is it! And, and, and! We could even host our live quarterly wind-down to check in and build community as we vibrate higher all year.
1: Yo, I love it. I love it. I'm so let's do it. Lady, if this sounds like fun to you, visit NewYearWorkshop.com and join us for the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. If you want to release baggage, set intentions and manifest the life you desire, this is just for you, lady. That's
0: NewYearWorkshop.com. We can't, we can't wait, wait to, to connect, connect with you. With you.
1: a million downloads, like one, it validates your work, right? Like you let us know that, and we said this before, you let us know that we're in the right place. We're doing the right thing. We also each have individual visions for our brand. And this lets us know that we have something sustainable that will allow us to continue to do stuff like this in the world. And then we're also hitting this milestone on our 100th episode. So really it's like a culmination of like everything coming together in addition to the big milestones that we're going to share for our own lives. So as we've been sort of pushing forward, watching the numbers just to kind of see where we are, but not, I would say not obsessing over them. Right. There were probably moments where it was like, oh, we're looking, but then I think we both kind of told each other at certain points, like, it's hard, girl, but we're going to be here recording, releasing episodes every Friday, regardless of what we have. And so it's important to just like, kind of put your head down. I want you to put your head down. You're not focused on, I got to do this. I got to get this number. I got to get this number. It just ends up happening, right? And you just really just kind of attracted to yourself, right? Which is what we're going to talk about today. And so as far as our personal milestones, when we first started this podcast, there were two, I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dom, I want to say two personal struggles that each of us had. And I remember literally like day one, Dom, we started the podcast and I remember having the conversation with you like, Dom, one day we're going to overcome our struggle and achieve our goal. And then we could do an episode about that. And it was like, yeah, girl, that's what we're going to do. And let me just tell you, lady, those two goals that we were trying to accomplish, that shit ain't happened fast. It didn't happen in year one. Sure, it did <laughs> not. Lord. It did not. And it's funny because we both hit our mouths on around the same time, which is really yes. funny. Yes. You know? And the Whoa. thing is, like, it, isn't that deep? Like, we both hit our mouths around the same time and it was just such a huge moment. And even after we hit it, we were like, girl we get to finally do that episode almost two years later, right? So like sticking with the process. So I think the conversation we really want to have today, right? You see the title of the episode, right? We're talking about the art of manifestation, but also like how do you keep hope alive when you are waiting for what you desire, right? When you're trying to manifest your ideal life or your dream or your income goal, or whatever it might be. Like how do you keep the hope alive? Because we both face so many struggles over the course of this journey right? Showing up every yes. every Friday, releasing episodes in the midst of things. So Dama, I don't know if you want to go first, if you want me to go first, but I think we should each definitely dive in and just talk about the struggle a little bit.
0: Yes. Woo, child. Let me tell you, we're about to hit, lady, get comfortable. We're about to hit testimony time, right? Yes,
1: we are. Might have some
0: tears, got the tissues ready. Right? <laughs> so for me, starting the podcast, at the start of the podcast, I was like, okay, what you know I said one of my personal goals, professional goals, was I needed to get licensed, right like that's if to continue practicing therapy so that I'm not under someone else's license, like I have to be independently licensed, right? The first step in that process outside of after you get your degrees and you get your clinical hours is passing what's called the e triple p and that is the examination for the practice of professional psychology. Any psychologist across the country has to take that exam. Personally, I've taken that exam and failed it multiple times. Multiple times to the point that I've lost track of how many times I took it and mm-hmm. didn't pass it. Right. Mm-hmm. So much of my worth was tied into that exam. Mm -hmm. logically, I knew that my worth really was not tied to that exam, right? That there are so many things that I can do in life as a psychologist that doesn't require me being licensed. That has been a professional goal of mine from the very beginning. Failing the exam for me has been like, Personal failure, like take, like truly taking it personally, right? Despite all the statistics that say, so at one point I was literally looking and in the state of California, the pass rate at certain points doesn't get above 50%, right? Wow. There are articles out there about how many therapists of color struggle with passing that exam. And so for me, there was like pieces like that, that were validating. Right. But again, I still felt like this heaviness just sitting on my shoulders of you need to pass this exam. Like you have to pass this exam. You truly aren't worth being a psychologist if you don't pass this exam. There is just, to me, it's like, it's so unrealistic to do that to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I say it's unrealistic because, again, there are so many things that I could do with a doctorate in psychology, right? I still am able to practice under someone else's license. Having the actual, passing that particular exam is not a reflection of my work as a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. It's a milestone that the governing board of psychologists says, this is the milestone that you need to pass in yeah. order to continue to do this work. Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the things, one of the biggest lessons that I took away is persistence. Because again, yes. there because also there were multiple times where I gave up like multiple times where I literally was like, yeah, I'm done. And then eventually I kept coming back.
1: Can I just say really quick, Dom, I am so proud of you because I know that, you know, we've talked about this on the ep- on the podcast before, like you trying to find a balance, like what you sh- how much you share, what you feel comfortable sharing. And I know how important this has been for you. And so for you to be so open and share the way that you did, I think that is huge. You talked a bit about your journey, but I remember you like, in the midst of us recording, you taking practice tests, you taking tests, you taking your test and us checking in about it and like that whole journey of back and forth. And I know it's sometimes easier for us to see something in someone else when, you know, when you're not in the journey. But I remember always being like, um, like, you got this. Like, what you mean? Fuck they test. What? Like, you you got this. Like, you ordered. What you mean? And so we'd have those conversations. But I know that, of course, in your industry, like in your field, that is something that allows you to like go to the next level and do other things in your field. But I think that, yeah, that's, I mean, you were persistent and I know it wasn't easy. And I just, I guess I want to know before we move forward, like what kept you going? Because you said you did give up a few times. Do you think it was important for you to give up and like take a break a few times, like center yourself? And then what kept you on that path? Because sometimes people are just like, oh, okay, I guess it isn't for me. Let me just, I'm going to work under someone else for the rest of my career or it's hard to recover from that failure because it hurts so bad.
0: Oh, child, yes. There were moments of, it's hard to recover from this failure and having to let myself breathe and take that space because preparing for that exam is intense. Lady, if you know someone or have someone in your life who is a licensed psychologist, who is any licensed mental health professional, who is an attorney, who is a nurse having to study for boards, like who is a medical doctor, like folks who are having to take those, like using a general term, like board exams, that takes a lot of intense preparation and sacrifice. And so there were moments where after doing all of that, and I was like, where I was just like, when I didn't pass, I'm like, fuck that. Like, what was it for? You know, like I made all these sacrifices. I did all these things only to still fail. Like, fuck that. Mm
1: -hmm. And the financial investment. I want to add that too. Because when you told me how much the test Uh costs, I was like, God damn. So it's not just like, yeah, I'll take the test every month. Like you have to wait a certain amount of time. I believe you told me. And then you also have to pay all this money, all these coins to take the test. Right. Yes. That exam ain't cheap. Child, child, child. That's a lot. It ain't cheap. And so,
0: and I think that's, that was also part of frustration too, is like, it's a financial investment, right? Mm -hmm. And so to not pass, like it is excruciating and particularly in those times where I took it and was so close, like literally Mm -hmm. less than 10 questions away, Mm -hmm. like you see it and it's so, that's so infuriating. I bet. And, but what I will say is that I will give credit to you, to my support systems, right? Like you are, you are a big part of that support system because my support system was there who instead like, okay, well, what do you need? Right? So whether it was you saying, okay, let's put this on the calendar. We're going to record around your schedule so that you can take, so that you can focus, right? We know, like, here's your upcoming exam date. I'm going to step up and do some of the other tasks that you were doing so that you can focus, right? Mm -hmm. But then also, like, I had a good friend who I was studying, like, these last couple of go-rounds, like, we were studying together, and she said, like, okay, she came back around and was like, let's do this again. Because after, so, like, I I took it again this year and we'll talk about what happened that time. Right. And then, but then last year, December 2019, when I took it and didn't pass that, that was a bigger moment of like, yeah, fuck this. I'm done. And let me, not only am I done, but let me seriously look at what are alternatives for my career path. Right. Mm -hmm. And had been in that space for a long time. And then. The pandemic hit mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, so the pen and we talked about this in a previous episode about the us having to shelter in place yes. allowed me the opportunity to be still mm-hmm. and showed me how I could take things off of my plate. Mm-hmm. And so then what I did was when my friend hit me up and was like, All right, girl, we're gonna do this again and I was like, I don't know, sis, I don't know. <laughs> and she really was like, Let's you know, she said, Let's do this. And so I said, all right, if we're going, if I'm going to do this, I really will take full advantage of working from home and doing the things that I say that I encourage other people to do. And that's to set boundaries and take things off of my plate and focus on positive energy and building up my confidence. And so that really became the core of what helped is the pandemic allowing me to see. Yeah, no, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to take all this other stuff off of your plate.
1: It sounds like your perspective shift on seeing the silver lining. And I think we talked about this in one of the other episodes, seeing the silver lining in a time that could be that was chaotic. Right. And a time that was just what the hell. So that's beautiful. Do you have any updates for us on what happened on the last test?
0: So, as you can probably tell by my voice, on the last go round, I passed. I finally passed that thing.
1: Yay! Give it up for Dom, y'all. That's such a big deal. I remember when you told me, I think I sent you a voice note. I was so excited for you. I'm like, oh my gosh, Dom, we can now talk about this on the podcast. So exciting. So, congratulations to you, Dom. That is just. I know you were like, "Poof, yes, 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 it you know,
0: to be quite honest, it literally felt like a weight was lifted, and my mind feels so much clearer yes, I don't mm. know if that necessarily makes like that if that makes sense, and if people can really understand that feeling. Yeah. But my mind literally feels clearer. It feels like I have more mental space mm-hmm. for things that like that I've been doing, but I'm doing them so much more clearly. It's amazing just the light, just the the ease that I feel now.
1: I love it. Well, I'm so excited for you. And I know that lady, you're probably at home shouting and clapping for Dom. Thank so, you, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. And the, again, this is something we talked about on day one, like, okay, we're going to talk about this one day. Right. And so yes. as far as my journey, I've actually talked about it on the podcast. So it isn't something particularly new for our community because we've done an episode about my fertility journey
0: yes. and
1: about motherhood and all that. And so just to kind of give you, if you're new to the podcast, you're like, well, what you talking about, girl? I'm t- going to tell you a little bit about my journey. And so for me, I have been, I was trying to get pregnant, my husband and I, for about two and a half years or so. And the crazy thing about it is for me, this journey, it's been very interesting. And it's so layered because, you know, because of the upbringing that I had, you know, having a mom that was in and out of jail and losing my dad when I was in college, I became a mom to my siblings. I was a mother figure for them for a long time. And so raising my four younger siblings, you know, doing everything from like registering them for school, you know, giving them money, getting them ready for prom and stuff like that. And for me, when it came to fertility and like me going, I I did it. I'm going to use air quotes the right way. I don't believe in the right way, but I'm just saying. And as far as, you know, society, they're like, go to school, do this, get married and then have kids. And I'm just saying I did it. I kind of did things that way because my siblings were I love them to pieces, but they were also the greatest birth control ever. Growing right. up, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not having any kids. We're not until doing later. that. Mm-hmm. I had my own kids, right? They were like my four little kids. And so for me, it was so mind boggling to think that I didn't raise someone else's kids, right? Mm. Give them my all. I mean, literally love them like my own. And now when I'm in a place where my husband and I are trying to start a family, we have what they call unexplained infertility. Mm. So for us, we tried naturally for years. And then finally, it was at a point where it's like, okay, My biological clock is ticking, right? I still feel young and all that, but I'm like, you know, 30s knocking on the door. And so I'm like, I. the society says you got to look into this. So if this is important to us, I didn't want to be, you know, a lot older when I had kids because I envisioned having more than one child. And so we began to look into fertility treatments and that was like a whole other journey. So over the past couple of years, going through six rounds of IUI, Lady, if you're not familiar with IUI, definitely look that up. It's not IVF, which is, I I want to say, the popular one that many people talk about, Uh which is a lot more expensive as well. But IUI is, I want to say, a less expensive option that basically sort of gives you a boost in your pregnancy. And we did an episode about this a couple of seasons ago, so you have to look for that for more details. I don't want to get too technical here, but I did six rounds of IUI, and that included... Everything from sperm samples and getting my fallopian tube flushed out was all part of the process to see if there were any blockages, administering shots in my tummy to help me ovulate. And at this point, I used to be very shy going to the doctors, like when, you know, you have to get your right. past me and all that. At this point in the journey, I'm like, open my leg, go ahead, do what you got to do, because I've done it so much. Right. And go through this very uncomfortable process. Lady with like a catheter and putting stuff in me. It was just a lot. Okay, lots of hormones, all these things, and having a miscarriage in 2019, and it was just a rough ass journey. Lots of well, tears. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's. I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. like I'm curious about. So, and we've talked about the miscarriage on the previous mm-hmm. episode, and but I'm curious about because you and I had private conversations, yeah, about what that was like, if you don't mind sharing with with our audience of like Mm -hmm. what that was like to what we've talked about is like putting in the work, right? And then to not
1: see your vision come to fruition. When you say putting in the work down, I do want to paint a picture on like what that also looked like by way of like me doing my own work. Cause I talk about Mm -hmm. the fertility stuff, but I mean, I was so I did all the things. I was doing acupuncture. I tried Reiki. I was in therapy. I was yes. like, okay, let me dive into this inner child stuff that I thought I had healed from. And so I started going into, you know, deep things about my inner child and things that I had experienced and healing that, processing additional things with my relationship with my mom, which has been a very tumultuous, tumultuous <laughs> yes, tumultuous relationship that still isn't very, you know, clear or resolved to date, going through stuff with that. Also, I mean just so much internal work. So what I did down, I did one thing that you've always recommended is like focus on what you can control. So it was changing up my diet. I mean, I did all the things. And even in the midst of doing all the things, it felt like it still wasn't working and on top of that, my best friend was pregnant at the same time I was pregnant when I had the miscarriage, right? Yes, I so remember. I yeah, I found that I was having a miscarriage and after I healed from that, I ended up going back home to see her and her newborn. And I just wanted that baby energy. I was like, I'm going to hold your baby and love on your baby. And I'm going to like, I'm literally manifesting my own baby by holding your baby and visualizing. It It was such a beautiful experience, but we both had some very difficult conversations because it was hard in the beginning when it was like, oh, we're both pregnant together. And then it's like, your pregnancy is progressing. And I'm finding out that I'm losing my baby. That was, that was hard. So I think as far as keeping hope alive, when you're trying to bring it to fruition, I had a lot of perspective shifts that I think we're going to dive into next as far as manifestation. So I think what kept me going, Don, was this vision that I have. Like I always envisioned myself. I was one of those girly little girls that's like, I'm going to have kids one day. I love children. I have a mother's instinct based on my upbringing and like, I'm a mommy. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like that, that's that is your my, identity. That is, yes. that is my identity. And I love that. And so for me, it was like, Oh, I'm not letting this go. We done went through six rounds of IUI, which are very expensive. And I hadn't done, done, done all this research on, you know, just different ways that I can heal myself and my body and all that. And so for me, it was like, OK, we're going to keep on going. And then our plan was to if we try to cut. I was like, I got a couple more rounds of IUI. And if, if that doesn't work out, we were going to move to IVF, which is the one that's like twenty thousand dollars. And we was going to figure out how to get the money because insurance don't cover that out here. in right. California. And we were going to move forward because we really. We envision like we're parents. We envision this, and we're at this stage in life. And so, for me, Dom, this this last round that was back in—I want to say it was a few months ago. Can't remember when at this point. But this last round, it's funny because it was around IUI where they were saying that like things were kind of looking a little low as far as like certain you see certain things they needed to be at a certain level, and it was a it was actually one of the more painful experiences. And so after that, I was like, okay. I didn't tell anyone the news they shared it with me. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna hold for the vision that I have and see what happens. And I end up finding out that I am pregnant. Yay! <laughs> yay, yay, yay! Congratulations. Yes. Now, and I'm past the first trimester. So it's yes. like the same period. Baby is growing, the heartbeat is there, baby is just moving all around. And so, yes. Twenty twenty one, our Her Space podcast baby is coming.
0: (laughs) Yes, I I am so excited for you. And I um. think you know one of the things that is like is important is like that we mentioned earlier is that we have been such a big support for one another through all of through our personal things that we were going through, Mm -hmm. and to see that it came to fruition for both of us. Around the same time. To me, that's bigger than just a coincidence, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, one of my other phrases outside of focus on what you can control is trust the process, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about the importance of the people you have in your life and people being in your life for certain parts of your journey, but maybe not all of your journey. Yes. And, you know, as we think about like, Planning and manifesting, like we still truly have no idea where this podcast is going. But I wholeheartedly believe that we were meant to be on this journey together, not just for the podcast,
1: but for our individual growth. Absolutely. And Dom, like you said, when you were sharing, like you have been such an instrumental part in my journey as well, with all the stuff behind the scenes that be happening. I'm like, girl, let me tell you. It had happened, okay? Yes. So as far as that, you sending the baby gifts like right away. Y'all, I done told Dom um, one day, I was like, yeah, you know, Jay yeah, got the news. Sending her my baby bump pictures. And if you have not went to our Instagram, go to our Instagram so you can see my baby bump for, yes, it was a little while ago, but the Halloween costume. So I dressed up as Nicki Minaj and you got to go look at that stuff. So thank you for those that have commented. But Dom, literally, the next day, mailed the baby some stuff. And I was like, Dom, thank you. This is so sweet. She's literally, She was on it. So yes, Dom, you, in addition to that, you've just been a great support. And when it comes to this conversation around manifestation, I know for me personally, this has been something that has been in my psyche and on my mind since I was like, either in high school or college when I was introduced to the secret, right? Many of us have heard of the secret and the law of attraction. That's when it was first on my radar and I was making vision boards and doing all these things. And like, oh, I got to work really hard to make my vision come to fruition. And a lot of the visions did come. It took a lot of time, but I think my perspective on manifestation is shifting drastically, especially when I think about one, what we've done with the podcast, because we were manifesting, we were manifesting stuff here. Right. And then I also think about this journey with motherhood and manifesting my baby. And that has been It's so crazy because it's been a whole process of like letting go. And I guess the question would be, well, how do you let go of something that you really want? That sounds counterintuitive, right? But it's not. But it's Mm -hmm. not. So when you hear manifestation, Dom, what is your experience with that? What does it mean to you? And let's just let's just dive on in. So
0: for me, I am not as well versed in manifestation, right? As a psychologist, like what I'm versed in is how to adjust your thinking which I'm learning is a part of manifesting, right? But not necessarily calling it that from my perspective. And there may be some psychologists out there that do focus a lot on manifestation and maybe use that language. But for me, it was more about engaging in mindfulness. So being intentional about the things that you are focusing on the things the behaviors that you are engaging in right but i will say that this time around with this exam one of the things that had to shift for me was my overall thinking mm-hmm. how so and so so for me admit i had to truly focus on being confident because a lot of when it comes to taking this this particular exam It requires a level of confidence because the questions will, if you are not confident, those questions will trick you up. Mm -hmm. Like there were multiple times that I like in previous attempts on taking the exam, walking in there and after the first couple of questions, looking at it and like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not going to pass this. Like, this Mm -hmm. is too damn hard. And that thought seeping into my my psyche, seeping into my my level of consciousness, causing me to second guess things that I know that I knew, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, so for this time around, it truly was about me focusing on being confident and being positive and having to like set boundaries and say, right now for this time period, I can't hear anything negative because I know how sensitive I am to it. And so paying attention to really like cultivating in the space around me what I needed. Now, I will also add that in addition to having like a study partner, I had an exam coach who I was meeting with on a weekly basis. I had my therapist who I was meeting with to address not necessarily exam-related things, but things in my personal life that may have been affecting my ability to focus on the exam. Yes. I also met with an executive coach, right? So Farah, who we've had on the show in a previous episode, like she and I were working together at the time that she appeared on our show. Yeah. And then again, also having a support system that was pouring into me. And so Mm -hmm. I had, and so one of the things that I did was I created this poster and I have my, and it's still actually, still hanging up. My living space was covered in study chart paper, like covered, like you would have sworn that's how I chose to decorate. (laughs) Like it was intense, right? (laughs) But see, but having to see those study charts was helpful. But I also created a chart paper with my name at the top I have a positive phrase up there and then I have like three descriptors of like who I am professionally. Right. Yes. And then I also have licensed psychologists up there. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me and I have it in my bedroom because that so then that's something that I literally see every night before I close my eyes and every morning when I first wake up.
1: Girl, you talk talking about something you're not well-versed in this. This is manifestation. You're bringing something that's not tangible into your life through your belief system and your thinking and mindfulness. So I think it's sometimes the wording might be different, but that is literally it. And that is so powerful, Dom. Like you talked about focusing on what you can control. So you got your army of advocates or your you know system of support around you. And then it goes back to our quote, what were you planning? And you said that you were planning in your mind when you went to those other tests, like oh damn this question and then you start focusing on something else and what we focus on grows right and so i feel right. like for me when it comes to the manifestation aspect i was one being a recover well, let's just dive right into it being a recovering yes. control freak right i love how you say that recovering yeah, we're always recover- recovering perfectionist recovering control freak because we're reco- we're, in, we're in recovery right now letting go of control and stop forcing and one thing my therapist said to me that I wasn't a fan of, but I was like, okay, I I guess this is true. She was saying, you know, what is the end goal in this journey? And I was like, my healthy baby. Uh And then she said, okay, so it may you may not get there the way that you envisioned, but the goal is the goal. And for me, I was like, I don't want to hear that shit because I wanted my baby to be natural and this and that. And so I had to really let go of what does it look like. Trust the process, Uh let go of what it looks like, and be open to how the universe is trying to give it to me. Because if you're closed off, then we're closing off on the blessing. Because now that I look at it, Dom, and they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. I look at it and I look at this past year and all the people that I've been able to, I want to say minister to and help as it relates to infertility. That was never something I thought I'd have to struggle with in my journey. But I've been able to talk about it on the podcast, be very open and transparent about this journey. And I remember at parts in the journey, I was just like, I don't want to be... God damn, I'm the spokesperson for all kinds of other trauma and abuse. And God damn, do I got to be a spokesperson for this too? But you know. That may be mm -hmm, who you are in life, right? That may be. Yeah. And that's what I embraced. I was like, you know what? Well, if this is where we are, let's go ahead and do it. So we talked about it on the podcast. I did a few other interviews. And then for me, the biggest shift that I had this year, and this is like our tip number one, I guess you could say, is begin to feel how you feel when you manifest what you want. So kind of moving into the future and feeling the feelings in advance. And so I have a mantra that I'm working on because I have something else I'm trying to manifest. And this has been, even though you can know the principles, sometimes in our mind, we trick ourselves up and tell ourselves, oh, this is such a big thing. And Big is relative, right? And so when we tell ourselves, oh, this is a big thing, that's some resistance right there. We're telling ourselves yes. that it's big. It's going to be hard when it's not the case, right? Because everything is available to us and we live in an abundant universe. So all of the options are here. It's just a matter of it has to start in the spiritual realm, right? Because mm-hmm. what's above is below. And so I think that for us, when you think about inventions, who made the, uh, the iPhone? Steve Jobs, right? I, yeah. I get him and okay, I get I him. I mean, the, he. he, he yeah, seed Jobs. Technic, I mean, okay, technically, technically, there's a little okay, but you there's but somebody you know else at Apple that did it. But right. yes, you know what <laughs> I'm going right. Yeah, so when, when someone comes up with an invention, it starts in your mind first, and then you have to bring it to fruition. And so the mantra that I am literally, I read this every day. I started this week, Dom. My mantra is, I am aligned with my inevitable outcome. Oh, I love that. I'm aligned with my inevitable outcome, letting me know that. This outcome that I am manifesting, it's here, it's available to me, and it's inevitable. And I'm aligned with that. So one of the things that I do when I read my full mantra in the morning, after I read it, I close my eyes and I sit and I feel all of the feelings of having achieved it. And I sit with that feeling because what we focus on grows. So if I keep focusing on, I got to work hard, I got to go achieve it, I got I to gotta get pregnant, I got to do this, I got to do that. What the universe is picking up on is my resistance and the fact that I do not have it. So what I started doing, in addition to all the other personal work, I started taking spiritual baths. And before I was even pregnant, I started talking to my baby. I started, baby wasn't even in my tummy. I was talking to my baby. I was just like thinking about, man, motherhood feels so great. I also, a couple of years ago, we got an ottoman um, Mm -hmm. and I decided to get a soft ottoman that opens up. It's not like a hard like coffee table for the living room because I was like, my baby is you know little, and the baby's like climbing around the living room. I don't want them to like hurt themselves on the sharp edges. So sometimes when you're manifesting, you look crazy. People will be like, "Girl, but that baby not here." But guess what? My baby is here, and it's on the way. Okay, my baby is on the way. Right. yeah And so that I started buying little baby things here and there, like this little thing that says, "Like take your shoes off when you come in the house because we got a little one," or some stuff like that. But feeling the feeling. Of having achieved it already. Yes. What do you think, Dom? I'm with it.
0: Like I think about ways in which, yeah, like, lady, as you're listening, like, even if you haven't identified it as manifestation, I'm sure there are ways in which you have been manifesting by engaging in the feelings and the behaviors, like the acting as if. That's what it's called. Acting mm-hmm. as if. So you are behaving as if this thing is already here. This goal has already manifested. Yep. And like you said, when you by enge- engaging in that behavior, what that does is that seeps into your subconscious, which will then as es- influencing your thought process. But then it's also influencing your behavior. Yes.
1: So honestly, I feel like tip number one would be let go of control. And I feel like number two would be act as if, right? I feel like number three would be be patient. And like, what does it mean to be patient? Well, I mean, we've been very patient on the, well, I mean, I haven't been patient the whole journey, but being patient, (laughs) Uh (laughs) being patient and just realizing that It's coming exactly when you need it. And Dom, I think about, you know, something you said about the pandemic and how the stay-at-home mandate, yes, it has been a tough year for many of us. And the pandemic and the stay-at-home mandate, it slowed me down a lot too, because I was going, I was hustling, I was moving, I was on flights a couple of times every month. I mean, I was so busy and I was moving and I was doing that in the midst of fertility treatments. Like I remember having to change like a flight, get a fertility treatment, and then fly to New York for work. And it was just so busy. And so I feel like being at home gave me time to rest, to be still, like you said. And it presented me with the best time I could ever thought of really to be pregnant because morning sickness in that first trimester was so rough. And I couldn't imagine actually being in the office, having to be there and not being able to, you know, throw up in the comfort of my own home or take naps throughout the day when I need to, and just kind of like have this flexible schedule. And I look back and I remember thinking sometimes we got to like, Put ourselves on pause when I say be patient. Because yeah. in my mind, I kept thinking, "Oh, I want to have a 2020 baby." Let me just tell you how how sometimes we just don't make no sense. All right, I want to have my baby in 2020 because 2020 is like a cool year. It's like 2020 the year of vision. How dope would it be for my baby's birthday to be in 2020 and to be able to say that? Why does that matter? Why? The universe right. was like, I don't know. That's not what the no. It don't matter. No. <laughs> like, what do you Ex- do? Exactly. And I think that goes back to here's another tip: be yes. realistic.
0: Mm. Right. Be optimistically realistic. Ooh. And so to me, what that means is, okay, you have this vision in mind. Part of trusting that process is not putting specific time constraints on things, right? Or not putting specific details in there. So us saying we want the podcast to have an impact and grow, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that we wanted to hit or we had in mind, we had to hit 1 million downloads, right? But we knew we wanted to have an impact. So then no matter what number we hit, we're still achieving the goal we set out to
1: accomplish, right? Yes. The one thing I want to say, Dom, is I've been following this group. And if you're not familiar with them, lady, go check them out. Abraham Hicks on Instagram and YouTube, actually Instagram and YouTube, Abraham Hicks. And it's this, I want to say energy collective that really talks a lot about manifestation and mindset. And I really resonate with a lot of their content. Check it out. See if it's for you. But one of the things that they say is be general in your thought, focus on the emotion and not the detailed way. And so when I think about be optimistically realistic, part of me is wondering, should we say be optimistically general? Because I don't know about you, but when I hear realistic, it depends on the person. Sometimes if you share a dream with someone, or let's say we were sharing with someone like, yeah, we want to hit a million. Some people wouldn't see that as being realistic. Sometimes our dreams seem so big that it doesn't seem realistic to us in the moment. So if we do go with that tip, don't let the realistic part phase you if that makes sense because sometimes what we're manifesting is so extraordinary right that it doesn't mean right. like is this can this really happen, right? Right. So like
0: having a baby is realistic. Mm-hmm. Right? But saying I want my twenty twenty baby, that that may not and have been how it has to look. Okay, exactly. You You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I got you. Yes.
1: Okay. That makes perfect sense. Like
0: saying, I'm going to pass the exam is realistic. But saying, okay, I'm going to pass the exam on this specific date, Uh like, and with this exact score, that might not be realistic. But the general concept of passing the exam is realistic.
1: I love it. That makes perfect sense, Tom. I would say you, you kind of touched on this. I would say educate yourself and surround yourself with folks who get it. Because I think that sometimes when you share, like I have a family member who I love dearly and I tend to live in the clouds. Like I'm the person who will, because I sometimes just live in the future so much, like I'll go spend the money on something that I that is an investment and I'm like damn, I'm down to take the risk because I'm like, oh, but I know that this is coming, even though it's going to take a while for it to come, or even when it's going to come when I don't even know when it's going to come, right? Like I'm the person that will, I'm like, let's do it. Let's go all in. Whereas other people, some people that I share these goals with, they're more like, I'm very grounded. They're like, I'm on the ground. You up in the clouds, I'm on the ground. And so sometimes you have to be mindful of like, who are you sharing these goals and dreams with? And if they are super grounded, are they willing to come up in the clouds with you for a little bit and just see the vision with you and fill it with you and hold that vision with you? And then they can go back down to their, their comfort zone, but just seeing it with you. Cause I think sometimes being with someone who can see it for you and with you is so important too. So you're not alone. So I've had, like you said, Dom, you coaches, mentors, a shaman, my acupuncturist, my nutritionist. I mean, I've had a whole team of people that I've been working with on this fertility journey who've been holding this baby for me energetically. And so, yes, having people around you who get it. If you know you have the naysayers and folks that are like, oh, you can't do that shit. I know sometimes for us, you're like, oh, well, that, and that inspires me. It turns me on for people to say you can't do it. Okay. Some people are like that, right? And every once in a while, I may have a situation where like someone doubts me and I'm like, oh, it fuels me. But I prefer to just be in a space where people who are like going to push me forward, right? And I have that sort of that contrast, if that makes sense. Exactly.
0: And so like, The way I hear that is
1: be intentional
0: about your team. Yes. Be intentional about your team. Yep. And so to recap, we have let go of control, act as if, practice patience, be optimistically realistic, and be intentional about your team. That's
1: right. And just remember, lady, the answers are in the journey. Even though we're going through a tough time, there's always something that we can learn from the experience. And I can honestly say, I don't know about you, Don, but I can honestly say that I wouldn't take anything away. Yes, it was so hard, but I wouldn't take anything away from what I experienced because I am now a much better vessel. Not that we're going to be perfect when you get what you want. And I'm not going to be like the perfect mom. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm such a great vessel now compared to where I was before because of what I've been able to heal what I've been able to heal through, right? What I've been able yes. to learn about, you know, unmedicated births and things that I want to do. I'm just so much more prepared in this state. And so God really came through and gave me what I needed exactly when I needed. I couldn't have said it better. Exactly
0: what you needed exactly when you needed it
1: hey lady it's terry here from the her podcast and i have some exciting news for you i just published my self-help book how to glow up as you grow up your go-to guide for overcoming obstacles and making lemonade so if you've ever experienced loss childhood trauma a narcissistic partner or depression This book is just for you. If you visit glowupbook.com, again, that's glowupbook.com. You can order your copy today and you will surely be inspired. So I hope that you decide to join me on this journey and I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our
0: show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment and mental health
1: Or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Although my plans may change, I will stay committed to my purpose.
0: We'll see you next week, lady.